Chapter Twenty of Innocencia, a story of the prairie regions of Brazil. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros. Innocencia, a story of the prairie regions of Brazil by the Viscount of Taunay. Translated by James William Wells. Fresh Anecdotes of Meyer. One day, Perriera, on returning from his daily labors, showed another phase of his now habitual irritation against Meyer. Downcast and sullen in expression, he made signs to Cyrano that he desired to speak with him alone and both men without uttering a word walked on until they reached the borders of a stream about a mile from the house what is the matter with the man to-day cyrano said to himself perhaps the moment for treating of that business is about to arrive who knows on reaching the banks of the stream perietta suddenly faced his companion and in an altered voice loud and harsh he delivered himself of a series of exclamations know you senor doctor that i can stand this german no longer he is a vagabond he is a puma fresh from inferno come to utterly destroy me my brother ah my brother what a present you have sent me but what has happened now inquired cyrano look you if it were not for that letter and the word i gave to the cursed villain a hundred lightnings blast him anaconda of the diabo the ginger cult a ball would ere this have already scattered his brains senor perriera what has he now done again inquired cyrano i came here just to relieve myself of this load on my heart but you know that mochu is worse than a black jaguar although he appears like a man who would not harm a flea yet that man is truly a damned soul a seducer always these suspicions observed cyrano suspicions no they are certainties why what does that man talk about all day long is he not always thinking of the girl he opens any conversation with the eternal question how is your daughter she is well i tell him once and for all yet still he insists all the time in talking about her it makes my blood boil and still i try to speak him fairly to-day he came out of his disguise and said to me as calmly as though he were lapping bread and milk your daughter is about to marry she is i replied as savagely as i could and with whom i had half a mind to say to him it is no business of yours you intriguer and then to crack his head with a cudgel but as he is my guest i quietly replied with a man of the sertao who would grind his knife into the bowels of whoever would interfere with his wife the german pretended not to understand me and with the greatest impudence he retorted the seigneur does wrong your daughter is so wonderfully beautiful that she ought to marry someone from the cities at this i lost my patience mochu said i to him every one orders his own household as he thinks best and here i do not want to be interfered with he when he saw me black with rage begged me to excuse him and recounted a long rigmarole about this that and the other 
and as to what was good for my daughter, and I know not what besides, all in a gibberish sort of language that I little understood. He certainly did wrong, observed Cyrano. Is there any question of it? Ah, that is a body that ought to be soused into the sugar-boilers of Pedro Botello. He is a Jew, and, above all, a hunter of insects, and saying that, I have said everything. But stay, I have not told you the rest. Today it really seems as if he was possessed of the devil. Close to where I was working in the plantation with my captives, footnote, slaves, and footnote, he entered the adjoining woods, and there he made such a row in breaking through the branches and vines that one would have thought a tapir was charging there. Suddenly I heard a great uproar and shouting. It was Meyer and his man, Jose Pino, bellowing like two minhocos. Footnote. Minhocos are mythical animals of the Sertão, which are said to bellow with a great noise. It is likely that they are monstrous anacondas, or water boas, that are known to make such noises when disturbed. End of footnote. I ran to see what it was, and found them very contentedly gazing upon a bichot they had pinned to a stick. Allo, said I, what is all this? The German commenced to jump about like a young goat. It is new, he cried to me, it is new. What is new, Mochu? This bichot, said he, for no one has discovered it before me. It is my own, do you understand? My own discovery, and I am going to give it the name of your daughter. Now, just think of that. Why, when I heard it I was so beside myself with rage that my mouth became so parched that I could not swallow the saliva. Just think of it, the name of Nocencia, amongst a lot of bichos. It seems even a mockery a derision. Now I want the doctor to tell me what I ought to do, or at least try to help me. I cannot send a ball into that rascal as he deserves, yet it is too much to have him in the house. It is really too much. I ask your counsel. Fortunately I have taken care to keep him away from the house, and the girl has no suspicion of anything. On the other hand, woman as she is, she will yet give me enough to do. And then again, I cannot imagine why Manacao does not arrive. He is the only one who can free me from this torment. Once that that German sees the girl with her husband, I shall then feel at ease. Don't you think so? Look you, on my word of honor, to be thus is not life. I was made to say what I think, and treat everybody well. But these moods that I have now, God only knows what they cost me. Even my work suffers, for my foreman is a good-for-nothing old black, and instead of looking after the negroes, very often I have to leave the plantation and trot after those blessed bichos, so that that Jew shall not leave my sight. Ah, my brother, what a load you have put on my shoulders! I, however, was not born to hide what I feel within me. And Pereira, with his heart filled with his tribulations, threw himself with desperation, rather than seated himself, upon a mound of earth close by. Cyrano, with an air of pensiveness, remained standing in front of him, and finally, after a brief moment of doubt, 
he decided to try his fortune and broach the grave question which meant to him so much happiness. "'Senor Pereira,' said he, in a somewhat tremulous voice, "'I think the German does wrong to chatter so much about a person of your family. And he has indeed furnished ample reasons for your uneasiness of mind. Ah, doctor, you are indeed a man worthy of all confidence.' "'But,' continued the young man, with an effort, and pausing at every word, "'I think on one point he had some reason. "'It was when—when when he gave you counsel that—that that the Signor should not oblige your daughter to marry, "'like, well, thus as you purpose, without consulting her wishes, if—if—well, there, I don't know, but perhaps the—the the Manicao may not please her.' Perietta, in one bound, sprang to his feet, and brought his face, suddenly inflamed with passion, close to Cyrano's. "'What?' he exclaimed, in a voice of thunder. "'What? I—I I consult my daughter? Ask her permission to marry her? The Signor is crazy, or else mocking me. Ha! Huh. What? Is it possible? You also—' A gleam of some vague suspicion flashed from his flaming eyes. Cyrano immediately perceived the delicacy of the situation, and at once proceeded to counteract the bad impression he had evidently created. "'Ha! ha!' said he, with a simulated smile. "'It is true. I was quite thinking of the customs of the cities. Here in the Sertao you, Sertenajos, have very different ideas.' pardon me senor Pereira, but really it is this mire who so confounds my thoughts well i believe now that you have asked my opinion that the senor should continue to keep an eye on the german and i will endeavour to help you so far as lies in my power Pereira, little by little recovered his tranquillity now said he after a short pause this state of things cannot last much longer more than a month that bichot has stopped here and he has already told me that he will very soon proceed on his journey to campuan but that is only his humbug he never intends to go there still it is all the same thing for one of these days he will get a shot from hereabouts that will drive some sense into his head or a knife will inquire what he is made of he won't always be able to have letters from one's brother to get him free from his mischief, may the diablo take him far away. Well, let us return, Signor Cyrano. Already too long we have allowed the bichot to remain alone. Both men then returned towards the farm. Cyrano, in the meanwhile, feeling thoroughly disheartened, for the tone of the conversation had utterly destroyed such hopes as had previously animated him of the chance of a happy issue to an endeavour to oppose the projected marriage of his lover with the fatal Manicao. Especially did he feel depressed when, halfway home, Perietta abruptly turned to him and peremptorily observed, Truly, Senor Cyrano, those words of yours so stirred up all my blood that I can yet feel it coursing in a gallop through my veins. End of chapter 20